Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by host of the Jordan Harbinger Show podcast, Jordan Harbinger, and we're talking about ways to maintain all your relationships in the healthiest way possible. Topics include how to keep up with all the relationships in your life, from business to pleasure, why being your honest and authentic self from the get-go is the only way to show up, whether you're at work or on a date, body language, why what you're not saying actually says so much more about you. And if confidence is key, how do you start bringing it to the table? All this and more. Thanks for listening. So you all know that everyone here at Sex with Emily loves the womanizer, but no one more than producer Jamie. It's it's kind of an obsession. You think? I mean, you sleep with it under your pillow. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? No, it's awesome. I mean, Jamie, you know this. Some might say we have the best jobs in the world because we get to take all the new models home. We try them out. We review them. And not so long ago, we did bring home the Womanizer Premium, which somehow, I don't know how they do it. They changed the game again. I know. Every time I think there's no way that it can get better. And it does. And the premium is basically everything I love about the Womanizer already, but it's got a bunch of amazing new technology and it just makes it so much better. Right. Okay. Hang on. Let's pick our favorite new feature. I mean, it uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris with those pulses of air pressure. Love them. It does. It feels like the best oral sex of your life, but there's no actual licking. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. And it has that little round silicone a cylinder that goes over your clitoris and those air pulses are exactly like exactly what I need but I'd have to say my new favorite feature is probably the smart smart silence exactly the smart (laughs) silence is the best you guys the, the smart silence it keeps the womanizer silent until you touch it to your skin so it's discreet and roommates don't hear it. I know. And I have so many Jamie's roommates. like 18 roommates that are all dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. So I don't know. I have to pick something different. I'm going to say that the thing I love besides the smart silent is the entire toy is all body safe silicone. And it just, it's like luxurious to hold. I know. It's really I, nice. I, I really cuddle like with it. it. Okay, Jamie. Thanks for sharing my obsession for the Womanizer. Of course. If any of you haven't tried the Womanizer yet, now's the time to see all of them. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. We've got a lot there to help you have better sex and relationships. You can also find me on SiriusXM weekdays, Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock East, on Channel Stars 109. And we take calls, so you should give us a call and listen to the show if you want a free trial. Go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And as always, you can find us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with my dear friend Jordan Harbinger. 
He is an interview talk show host and communications and social dynamics expert. He hosted a top 50 iTunes podcast for over 12 years and his show, The Jordan Harbinger Show, was awarded Apple's Best of 2018 and is one of the most downloaded shows of the year. So enjoy the show. I'm very excited for my returning guest and longtime friend, Jordan Harbinger. Harbinger? Why do I fuck you know, that up? You know, it's funny. It doesn't really matter. People get so self-conscious about that. Yeah, Harbinger. You, you, but it's, it doesn't. It's Harbinger. I, it is, but I don't even care. Like, it's it's really doesn't matter. Tomato, tomato. It, it really Harbinger, is. Harbinger, Except tomato is weird. Tomato is weirder no than Harbinger. Says tomato. Do they really? Though? English people do. Oh, and it's really English. It's, it's a little, it grinds my gears. I was on a flight and the stewardess said, we have a cheese and tomato sandwich. And I was like, and people go, what? And cheese and tomato sandwich. And I was like, look, if you say tomato, this will stop happening. Right. Just say it. Just say tomato. It's not that hard because I can say tomato. Is right. Easy, you can say tomato. So Jordan Harbinger, he's called the Larry King of podcasting. Wall Street lawyer turned interview yeah. talk show. I'm just reading your bio. Uh, talk show host, communications, and social dynamics expert. He's actually a dear friend that I've known for. We both started around the same time. You were before me. You're the only person I know who did a podcast before me. Right? Who still does it? Exactly. Still going. Still cranking along That's here right. on podcast channels. But I'm really, I'm really proud of Jordan. He has, he has a podcast called the Jordan Harbinger Show. Harbinger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's. Oh, here's all your social media. So that's easy, right? It's yeah. JordanHarbinger.com. H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R.com. Right. And it's at Jordan Harbinger. Yeah. I'm going to say it differently every time. Instagram and then Facebook and Twitter and all the places. Right. So congratulations on the success of your podcast. Thank you. Your latest podcast, a year. Yeah, doing it. not even not a year. Not even a year. And I'm looking this year. You were, you were on a year ago. You guys can check out that past podcast. But and you've been on a few times. But you launched this new show, and then I'm looking the other day, it's like top 100 podcasts mm-hmm. of the year, and all these amazing guests you've had on, <clears throat> except for me. Yeah, not yet. TBD on that. TBA. <sighs> Dude, what Coming soon. F? So, but I realized there was a lot of dudes on your show. There are a lot of dudes. Um, so that's cool. And <laughs> yeah, essentially, nuts. you talk to a, a lot of successful people. Success, however you define it. Yeah. I mean, ways. I mean, some of the people are less traditionally successful. I mean, there was one guy who I interviewed recently who was imprisoned falsely in Pakistan for three years, and he was a stuntman from Hollywood. And so they're like, in Pakistan, when you go to prison, they they beat you up to try to get a confession out of you. This is like court ordered. It's not just like corrupt, whatever. It's right. just a court ordered. And since he's a stuntman, he could hold his breath for three minutes, and he can like, he knows martial arts. So these cops are trying to dunk him in water, and he's like, whatever, I can hold my my breath for three minutes so they're trying to waterboard him for like a minute at a time and he's like this is easy and they're like smacking him around they're trying to have other prisoners beat him up and he's like you know drop kicking people and so he's in prison for three years and he ends up making friends with these hijackers who teach him how to play texas hold'em poker now he's a professional poker player so that i wouldn't say he's like a model of capitalist success right but, but you it, actually interview people that you admire whatever however right. they've succeeded in the world and kind of learn from them yeah what they do totally. what they've learned what they've done so how do you find your guests yeah how do you find success you know the show fans they come up and they go you've got to talk to this guy so interesting and and or i'll find somebody and i'll read a book and i'll be like this is a really good show in the making and i'll reach out to some neuroscientist and they're like oh uh, yeah i never really do media and i'm like look i want to hear about how the brain tricks our eyes into thinking we see stuff that's not there. And they'll do it. And they're not used to it because, you know, most scientists and stuff like that are used to doing like a 10-minute piece on some AM radio station and then done. And I'm like, I want an hour. That's why I love the podcast. That's why I wanted you here to get into it today. Without the, you know, we're still going to put some of this on the other show. 
But okay, so last time you were on the show, and you've been on a few times, we talked about establishing relationships, like through networking. And that's kind of what you talk about is business skills. You'll interview people, right, in different areas of success. But also, how do you maintain relationships, whether they're romantic or otherwise? How do you keep friendships? We talk about that a lot around here, too, because when you get really busy with work, it can be hard. And for me, even moving to a new city six years ago, formative years in San Francisco, how do you do that? How do you maintain them? And why is that important? Yeah. So th- these are questions that I struggled with for such a long yeah. time. Because when I was younger, I thought like, oh, networking is something that you do when you're older. You work your way up to the top of the corporate ladder. And then you get made. I used to be a Wall Street attorney. So I was like, then you get made partner at this law firm. And then like, I don't know, you join a country club, dot, 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 network. Totally not how this works, right? You Actually, the most successful people that I've talked to that I meet, they do this networking stuff beforehand and every here's something else like everyone thinks they're really good natural networkers and they're not they're like better than the people that they know that are not good at it so they're like oh I, i do a lot of this stuff naturally but some of the stuff that we teach that i teach when i teach networking and relationship development skills we'll teach it to like high level entrepreneurs military special forces intelligence agents and stuff like that like people whose lives are on the line for networking and they're like wow this is really good they're furiously taking notes and then i'll go to like a college and teach it and the kids are all like I naturally do most of this, so and I'm like, mm, yeah, right. Right. I'm sure it's like some of the stuff that you were talking about. You're like, oh no, I'm really good at that, and you're like, yeah, no, I, yeah. you're so not. No, right. Like, like follow because it's it's really a system. And I yeah. remember this from last time because yeah, you did say something about, and this is going to be a little bit different, but following up, like going on your, through your text and being like, I haven't talked to this person in a month, like yeah, two months, six months. So when I heard from you like six months ago or three months, I was like, he's, I'm probably at the bottom of his text. I'm at the bottom. Yeah. So but the, I know you love me anyway. It probably just came up. You well, were thinking about me. So so the but system, it's a good system, it is a good system. So that's one of my favorite techniques, the one you just mentioned. So what it is is like you go into your phone, click on the text message thing, scroll all the way to the bottom. Those are the people that you had lunch with like three years ago, never talked to again, and you're like, oh yeah, I did a crap job following up. You re-engage like four or five of those people per day, and you just say something like, hey, uh, what's the latest with you? It's Emily. I haven't spoken to you in a long time. We met at. Uh, in San Diego at Cafe Gratitude and I never I did a crap job keeping in touch. I want to fix that. What's what's going on with you? I'd love to, you know, be of service somehow. And I'll just send a bunch of those every day and like 70% of the people will respond. Okay. And the other ones won't and like whatever, who cares? It's on them. And so people get busy. It's like not a big deal. But then you re-engage these people and then sometimes people are like, oh my God, it's so funny. I was just talking about you with someone the other week and I couldn't remember where we met. I'm doing a speaking event for this company I sell laptop right. screens and we need someone to come in do you do speaking and you'll find these random opportunities so when I re-engage people that I'm actually friends with though like you that I, I've kept in touch with usually something reminds me of that person and so instead of going like oh yeah I remember I went to that sushi place with Emily Morse once and then not do anything I'm like oh I'll whip I try to develop the habit of whipping out my phone right away and being like in the moment because Jen does all the drive my wife does all the driving so I'm like in the passenger seat and I'll be like oh and I'll and I'll check what time zone I'm in because if it's like Hawaii and it's like four o'clock in the morning where you are I'm not going to do it but I'll be like hey what's going on and I don't say like I just passed the sushi restaurant and your office and didn't call you I'll just be like hey what are you up to? It's been a minute. And I don't worry about the amount of time that's gone by. And I think these little habits are really the difference between somebody who can keep 
a thousand relationships going or 200 or whatever versus somebody who's just like, gee, where did the time go? Can you sell my, can I come on your new serious show and sell my dog grooming ebook to your audience? And you're like, ugh. Where have you been my whole life? Right. Now you want to talk to me. Right. You must get that all the time. I do. Yeah, I do get that. But I'm not, here's the thing. Like I, I feel like I did a lot of networking early on. Um, I always had all the business cards and the follow. Mm. I mean, that, that now thank God business cards are gone because those were kind of stressful. Uh, super, right? You have a I, stack. You have to email everyone. Five hundred thousand. I, I went to therapy about it. She was like, "Just burn them." I was moving to LA. I'm like, I have so many friggin' because they were stressing me out. How do you follow through? How do you do all the things? Yeah, I mean, you and could scan them, and a CRM would email I them automatically. I finally had someone hey. scan them. I did not burn them, but I talked about it all the time because I had all those loose ends. Those loose. <laughs> Well, yeah, we know who that someone is now, right? Like but Jamie's over here. Jamie like, didn't do it. it was I before, hate it was my pre, life. It predated Jamie. Okay. No, but I'm just saying that it's it is an important skill, and even in, if you're if you're dating, you're meeting new friends, if you're like just keeping up with people and following through. With my thing, this is what stops me from it. I'm like, okay, so I'll text those four people because I think about this, but I'm like. I always feel like the end thing's going to be like, let's grab lunch, let's grab dinner. People are afraid of that. Yeah. I don't want to make plans with everybody. I want to go home. No, I I hear you. I want to have dinner with everybody. We have dinner plans tonight, though. Well, yo, you're someone I want to have dinner with. Okay. Like, Are you I sure? Actually asked, no, okay. Jordan, I asked you. Because <laughs> That's I'm like, true. my time is so valuable that I feel like, I used to just be like, yeah, let's get drinks. Even I if you not. do say so yourself, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> my time is so it valuable. Is. I just don't want to hang out with people who's... No, I hear, I hear you, though. No, you're right. Here's the fear. This is an unfounded... It's a, look, I get it. You it's an unfounded should, fear, you though. You should actually feel good that I'm choosing to have dinner. I do, because you your agree. time is so it, valuable. It sounds like shitty, but like, I couldn't do a great show if I was out every single night with you can't no it's true here's the thing people go i don't want to have coffee with all these people let me just let me just reassure you most people don't want to do that either so they'll be like great here's how the the texting re-engage drill that we just talked about i'll send those texts 70 percent of the people respond 30 percent don't of those 70 i'll be like hey what are you up to and they're like yeah i moved to albuquerque with my wife and i got two dogs and i'm training dogs now i'm like wow that's so random do you ever get up to san jose la like do you travel no i had kids and i just sit at home with the kids and dogs i'm like that's really cool well let me know if i can help with anything they're like yeah same to you man are you still doing your podcast yeah i'll have to check it out sometime the end right most people are not like let's get coffee and they are but well that's because your time is so valuable and in demand (laughs) but if if they say that you you'll be like hey i'm always traveling around and doing you know i'm always slammed but i just wanted to re like touch base you don't have to be like um no, I'd rather not get coffee. And you also don't have to be like, crap, now I have to say yes. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but that's a good that's a good tactic. Yeah, Sometimes you, I you, just don't do it. Yeah, because like, oh, no yeah, you're afraid that they're going to be like, let's meet up. When people say let's meet up, I'm often like, "Why?" if I'm ever in your area and we're doing something, I will give you a buzz. Right. And what I mean by that is, if I go to Austin, Texas, all these people, I will invite like 14 people to dinner and none of them will want to go. And the four people that show up, I'm like, great. And I'll catch up with them. Then those people who are like, hey, let's get coffee. I'm like, hey, I was in your neighborhood yeah. like a year ago. No, and you're you right. That's come. really smart to actually group them and be like, or or sometimes I do that here too. I'll have with my friends. I'll say, yeah, why don't I be effective and then have them all like together? Like here, these five people are all similar. Yeah. Or they're all in my industry and let's all meet up for coffee. Yeah. So what about in dating? I want to talk to you about this because- when you're on the apps, right? Most people, a lot of people are dating on the apps now or they're they're meeting new people in relationships. And I do believe that it's a great, if you're looking to meet someone, that it's good to date several people at once. I think that's important and effective. I, I think, agree with you. Don't yeah. just hook up with the first person. This was great sex. And then for a year goes by and you realize that, what, that's not the right person for me. Yeah. But if you're doing that, what happened to me, I did get a little overwhelmed. I might be 
jumping back into that. You got overwhelmed. I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah, I, I think this is what I love about you. You're you're super efficient, but then that efficiency also makes you be like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. If I know one thing about you, it's probably like, going to be something like that. How did I get here? How did it happen? But yeah. yeah. How do you how do you how do you figure that out? How do you manage it? Like in new relationships or dating, even how do you like get into that management of the the thing for with me for dating back in the day was. And I know this sounds super obvious. I, that is so could not be further from the truth. How to be ladies, man? Yes. Men? Okay. Those who can't do teach, right? Isn't that what they say? <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so that's what Don't I was ask doing me about my sex. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. God, I'm not even gonna go there. So <laughs> you can do it. Oh, you're gonna bring up that terrible guy I dated. Don't no, I'm not oh, gonna good. do it. Okay. Not on your show. That would just Thank be you. mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So one thing that I found was really fun for me was just being really honest. And my brother-in-law is really good at this. Women will be like, women are always trying to lock down my brother-in-law all the time. And they'll do, they'll like jump through crazy gymnastic hoops to be like, I'm going to make him jealous. His name's Glenn. They'll be like, I'm going to make him jealous. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to make, and it sort of works. But then we're, me and Jen, my wife, are always like, she's doing this to make you jealous. She's doing this so that you do that. She's doing that. So it's really fun to outline this and highlight it. But what's really working well for him that you can't fight is the honesty factor. He'll be like, yeah, I'm dating a lot of women right now. And women who are cool and are willing to like sort of be, take it slow at a normal pace, they're like, okay, understandable. And the ones that are a little like too demanding, they're like, well, you have to choose me now. And if you don't choose me now after like real talk, like two dates, then I'm not going to move from this other part of the country to where you, and I'm like, good, let them go. Those are people who are going to like control your life. Right. I think that's a really good point because I think in dating, we do this a lot. We go into it wanting everyone to like us and to convince them all that we're the one and we're not even sure that we want to be with this person. Exactly. So it's so important to weed them out. Like if someone's doing something making you feel like making you feel bad or putting all these demands on you or they just don't match up with your bottom line issues or what you're looking for. Like, yeah, we're all tr- early on because we're all trying to be liked. Yeah. Good point. Yes. I, you know, on that note, we're all trying to be liked. You, you, I'm yes, sure this happens to you. Time. I remember yeah. when I was dating, I would go out with somebody that I didn't like at all. And I would be like, wait, they don't like me. This is, this is bullshit. Yeah. I got to yeah. And, and like, I went out with a match, uh, this <laughs> matchmaker who hooked me up with a couple of her clients once. And she's like, look, these clients want refunds. Can you go out with them? Because I'm introducing them to these guys and nothing's clicking. And I think they'll like you. And I would go out on dates with them and they'd be like, yeah, they liked you. And I'm like, oh shoot, I don't really want to go out with them again. And they're like, oh, okay. And then one person would be like, yeah, she doesn't want a second date. And I would be like, wait, what? Why? Meanwhile, I just got done complaining about how crappy this date was for like an hour right. to my roommate. It's at the our time. ego. Like, how dare yeah. you don't want me when I definitely don't want you? But yeah. that does not feel good. Right. Like, no, you're supposed to like me and I'm supposed to reject you. Right. Not not mutual rejection, not the other way around. Yes. And then you realize how dumb that is. Exactly. It's true. We all do that. But I think it's really important to look at it and be like, okay, yeah, I don't want this person anyway. So lay it out early on what you're what you're looking for in a partner and let him know like your brother-in-law is he single where does he live he's single, single? he lives in San Jose California Saratoga to be exact but I like him no, he's I'm great not- he is really fun he's athletic good looking guy he's smart he's really good at designing things and he's got a decent job okay that's awesome yeah. okay so but but in dating so okay because I know that with finding people managing them being honest or being honest early on managing them what am I saying managing people you're dating but that is something for me that just I guess it is just a matter of uh 
Hold on, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, what else do we want to? Um, <laughs> so on that thread, nah, that I'm done. Thread, nah. I wish I I, 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 I envy the fact that you can that you, I can do what that you can just stop yourself in the middle of a sentence oh, and be like, that? you know what? Well, they don't I, get happy when I do it because sometimes they're like, that was really good, and then we can't edit it because you stopped your sentence. No, you can edit it. Just like leave it in. I wish there are so many times on my show where I'm like, you know what? That was a dumb thought. I'm done, and I just and then my producer's like, well. I'll cut around it. I'm like, no, nah, just leave it in. Like, I'm allowed to have a half thought, right? Yeah. She's no, that's to... true. I we we, we yeah, leave all yeah. this shit in here. I am so myself <laughs> after all this friggin' time. Yeah. But let's but fourteen let's years. Talk, fourteen friggin' years. Well, let's talk about that because how do you like being authentic and sharing who you really are and sharing your vulnerabilities and your truths is like such a it's kind of a buzzword self help thing I today. I know. But yeah. All the businesses and all the people are like now it's not just what do they call them thirst traps on Instagram? But they'll be like, Here's what's the- that? What's a thirst trap? Isn't that a thing? Right? Okay, it's like it's like a it's like a girl. It's like a it's like a you know, a woman in a super sexy photo and then she'll be like, "I used to be really insecure. I had I had abuse growing up or I had trauma." Like there it's still it's still a sexy photo, but everyone's talking about their vulnerabilities oh. and being authentic and being and truthful. And but it's not necessarily with a thirst trap. I'm saying in general, that was just a separate thought. Why is it called a thirst trap? Because it's like for a lot of times, like there's no other reason for this person or guy, man or woman, to post this super sexy photo of them except to get a lot of likes, which... Okay. Yeah, you know what's funny? I just saw something like this the other day, and I was talking about it with a bunch of my friends where somebody I know had like a kind of a traumatic breakup, and she announced it in a photo of her like getting out of a pool, and it's like her wearing a swimsuit, and it's like her butt is the photo, getting a wet butt. And, and people are posting like, so you're sort of dealing with this breakup by posting your wet ass on Instagram. That's not a bad strategy. And I'm just like, yeah, good point. <laughs> like, and she's like, I see strength in the, and I feel, I totally see her side, but I also see the other side of like, how much of this is like attention? Because I feel like if you're sharing something really vulnerable, it's like you laying on the couch looking at the camera directly, not yeah. I just worked out. You here's do my your makeup. You're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Here's what I'm sharing. Thirst trap. It's a good one, right? I'm you so can, using you can that. Use that on your. You can totally use that. Um, so, but what? Do you, but don't you think that that is a thing right now about um, the more like authentic being, like a business, probably things that you talk about on your show is like how do people relate to people that you're meeting? You have to be your most authentic self. So how do you show up whether you're on a date or in a, in a meeting? You know, be making good first impressions. Yeah. Or walking in the room, like what? Well, the I know authenticity. You talk a lot about relationships. I do, I do. I like the authenticity topic because it is tricky, right? Because there's people on Instagram who are like, "I'm just going to be authentic," and then it reminds me of the beginning. Have you seen that movie Jumanji? Have you no. seen that? You, you haven't? I do, dude. I missed out on like thirty. Like, sorry, it's I've recent. Oh, you saw the new one. The re one, not the Robin Williams one. I haven't I even seen, seen that one. Oh, yeah. So there's this there's a girl in the beginning. She's taking a photo. My time's precious. And she's like, I know your time is very valuable. <laughs> and she's taking a selfie, and she like corrects this, corrects this other thing, corrects this lighting, corrects her hair, and then takes a photo. And then the caption is like, just rolled out of bed or something like that. It takes like the whole t- first five minutes of the movie is her trying to s- stage right. this photo. So the authenticity thing is weird because people are trying to claim and look as authentic as possible, but 
they're really not. They're kind of, it's kind of like a, um, you know, when I'm trying to draw an analogy here, let's see if I screw this up. You know, when the bullfighter, the matador has the red cape and he drags, waves it in front of the bull and the bull charges it. And then he moves out of the way. I feel like that's what the authenticity thing is where it's like, I'm being so authentic with the red cape over here. And like, look, I'm authentic. I'm authentic. But really it's like, Oh, just kidding. I'm not, I'm wearing full makeup. There's lighting. Six people took this photo shoot. It took five hours. We have 30 retouched photos of this authentic moment where I'm supposedly eating like strawberries in cereal, except exactly. for it's a piece of plastic because it wouldn't have lasted that long in the milk. Totally. Right. And and, and please buy my whatever I'm selling. Oh, and also and Lister, really hashtag way. Listerine or something. So, yeah, exactly. Right. Add. How do you put, so in all these people you've interviewed that in the last, I mean, you invite a lot of, you've interviewed tons of leaders, successful yes. people all over in all different walks of life. So, I mean, that's a lot. And you're doing a few podcasts a week, right? Three, Three. yeah. Dude, that's so impressive. Well, you're you're five days a week, which I think is amazing because my Friday show is me answering listener questions. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's kind of like your bag, right? Yeah. We're going to, when you come on my show, we're going to do one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get these questions that are like, I'm having Emily answer this. Yeah, don't do it. I'll, yeah. I'll be on. I'll come on and do it. But I'm saying like, what if, so is there any commonalities that you've noticed through who you're like, God, it seems like everyone is, for example, meditating or. Oh everybody. my God, I know. Do you meditate? You should. I, <laughs> because it's, let me tell you, it's life changing. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, do, I do not. I yeah, don't do and then it. And tell me to like color code my folders and I should get a yeah. little maker and write everything down. People yeah. try to calm me down. They're like, Maybe you should make a list. Yeah, like let's get Marie Kondo in here. We'll yeah. get Marie Kondo in oh, here dude, for I'm you. Obsessed. I binged on it last night. Do you really? You know, you know what you and her have in common? <laughs> you both have just that touch of crazy that allows her to. Oh, no. I like your brand. Her brand scares me a little. Why I feel is like she's crazy. She's Japanese. How is she crazy? She's just maybe it's away. that. Maybe it's just that. I feel like there's I just throw so- everything away. Yeah. I, yeah. Is that not? That's not have, weird. Have you seen the show? To throw everything? No, I think she's right. I think that our things, I think that we are such a consumer, you know, society that we have to buy, buy, buy. We have too much crap. We don't know where it is or what too it much. Does. It says the person with a garage full of dildos. They're they're going to get more organized after Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah, they're color they're color coded they are now. Color coded though, they're pretty amazing. Yeah, Jordan did come by and do a thing. He got all my dildos a few years ago. Yeah. Not all of them, several. But what? But all the people that you're interviewing, is there anything you're like, oh wow, that's actually shaped you? For I mean, talking oh, to three yeah. people a week. I mean, and editing and yeah. the whole thing all the time. You've been in it for a year for yeah the new show years of interviews 12 years of interviews 12 years of interviews but this the the jordan harbor is you're the guy yeah it's reading the books you're doing the prep that's the that's the thing i do spend like 10 hours prepping each interview each interview and so i'll read the whole book i'll i remember like when i interviewed mike rowe who you probably know from san francisco i was trying to find friends of his that he went to college with and like ask mike rowe stories that haven't been on shows before like i really dig and it like to the up to the line of creepy to try to figure out what makes that person tick. And so of course those people, they're, they're what, what their characteristics, their traits, they do rub off. So you kind of have to be careful because if you interview a lot of, I went a couple years ago, I went down this road where I was like, let me interview all these like influencers and these marketer people. And you know, those people are kind of skeevy. A lot of them, yeah. not all of them, but a lot of them are kind of gross. And so I found myself getting into a mode where I, I was like, Oh, I'll just exaggerate that and like do that. And it was totally because I was immersed in the world of like internet fake BS. And now I'm well away from that. And it's, it makes you happier. It's just like if you use Instagram too much, you're like, oh, it's okay to like Photoshop this out. Let me do a filter where I look like I don't have a zit or like I'm thinner or whatever. Like it's just, it's dishonest, but you, 
when you're surrounding yourself with a certain quality or caliber of person, the the mores or morals or whatever of that group can really rub off on you. And I think this this business guy, Jim Rohn, who's since yeah. passed away, said you, you're the average of the five people you, you spend the most time with. Was, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we come back more Jordan. I love when you love what I love. See, a few months ago, I told you about Foria and their pre-lube oil called Awaken. And I've heard from so many of you who are having amazing results. See, the deal is this. We all carry so much stress, which is the biggest killer of our sex drive. Foria Awaken is an all-natural oil with CBD extract that you massage into your vulva and clitoris to help with relaxation and arousal and can totally enhance sexual pleasure, which means more orgasms, less pain, more lubrication, and basically better sex overall. Foria has been a pioneer in using CBD for sexual wellness purposes. So I'm excited to tell you they've just released a brand new tonic called Basics. Foria Basics is a broad spectrum CBD tonic for daily wellness. It uses the purest hemp extract and 100% organic MCT coconut oil. You just use the dropper to put a small dose into a drink or smoothie or even directly on your tongue, whatever works for you. After about an hour, you'll start to feel the calming effects that can help you shed the stress and get back to intimacy. For your Awaken and Basics don't contain any THC, so there's no high and they're completely legal to order online and ship just about anywhere. I really want you to try Foria and let me know what you think. For more information on all the Foria products, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Foria. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash F-O-R-I-A. I know how difficult erectile dysfunction can be on relationships. The topic alone can feel incredibly stressful and confusing for both partners. But I'm here to let you know, no need to be ashamed especially because erectile dysfunction is the most common sex problem and affects as many as 30 million men. If you're looking for a solution that does more than just temporarily treat symptoms, now there's Gainswave, a breakthrough shockwave-based therapy. This treatment is different because it uses Soundwave to address the root cause of ED, removing microplaque that builds up within the penis, increasing blood flow and stimulating new blood vessels. Not only does Gainswave's premium brand of shockwave therapy optimize erections, it's also a safe, non-invasive and drug-free treatment to heighten sexual performance by enhancing blood flow. The best part is Gainswave has a 75% success rate and can also improve Peyronie's disease. The procedure takes just 20 minutes and most men can enjoy benefits the very same day. If you think you or your partner could benefit from this treatment, check it out and tell us how it goes. There are over 300 Gainswave providers across the nation. So to learn more, go to sexwithemily.com wave. That's sexwithemily.com wave. A-V-E today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109 Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Do you think at this point in life that you pretty much are Jordan Harbinger? And there isn't that much of an impact or have you learned? A no, lot? Like, it, I think there, I think I'm constantly, here's what I, you know, it's funny you should ask a few years ago. I was like, 
I'm done. I know who I am. None of this stuff is going to affect me. And now I've come to this conscious level where I'm like, oh, yeah, all this stuff affects me. You've got to be really careful. And so one of my personal mottos, I guess you would say, or slogans is protect your mind. And and what I mean by that is you can't hang out with like dirty people who smoke and like wake up late and play video games all the time and be like, this isn't going to influence me. It I'm does. I'm so glad I broke up with my ex. Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're glad too, I'm sure. They're like, oh my no, God, she's no, turning into... No, but dude, into- he did that. He was feeling, wait, I know what you're saying. People who don't have this... That was terrible to say. But they're waking up. There's, you're right. If they're not doing the same things, they're not up before 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you can't avoid that. And it's there's there are all these studies that show that... Um, you probably read this, actually. I'm going to try to remember what this is. There was some study or set of studies that shows that... If you, let's say, so you and I are friends, let's say that you're, and you're friends with Jamie, and let's say that Jamie has a bunch of, like, five friends that eat chicken wings every night and pizza, and they're, like, overweight. She does, and I've been telling her not to hang out, yeah, but anyway, go ahead. And so, there are studies that show that second and third order friends, so, like, me and you, friends with her, we will also gain an average bit of weight by being even though we don't know those people. So let's say Jamie has some, let's just be unkind and say like overweight friends, okay? And then you and I will secondary, tertiary, whatever it's called, uh, we will suffer consequences of those people's lifestyle choices. It's called a network effect and there's some other thing associated with it, but this is not just like some woo-woo BS. There's science that shows that this is, and this happens with eating, it happens with uh, smoking, I think was the other thing they tested, and financial stuff as well. Like you're gonna make the same amount it's not like if they're it's not earning i think it's how you spend the money so like even if you're a a well compensated investment banker if your friend's friend or your friend's friend's friend is like some dude who spends all of his money on cocaine and works at a bowling alley you're going to have financial network effects because of that which is incredibly disappointing that is disappointing so how do you know before you make a friend you got to scout out their friends and be like i mean i guess you just sort of get it i think what it is is you just have to really hone yourself to be able to go hey i don't like the influence that this person is having on me even if you previously would have thought this person doesn't have an influence on me like oh I'm, i'm not being influenced by jamie i only see her occasionally and it's like well wait a minute I'm probably getting this negative influence from somewhere. And I noticed yeah. that, and the good news is this is true the other way around as well. So if all of your friends are fit and you're like, hey, let's go out to dinner. And they're like, great, I'm ovo, lacto, vegan, paleo, right. gluten-free. You're like, Gah, right? But then you start eating Southwest chicken salads all day. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, these are pretty good because all since they're all into that, yeah. they're not. you're not eating like cardboard. They know where to get the good stuff. And you're like, oh, this is good. I feel good doing this. Hey, maybe I won't order a soda because I would be the only person ordering a soda and everyone else here is jacked and fit. You'll get rid of those habits and you'll build these habits. And we see positive influence. Sure. It's just that when it comes to negative influence, we often think that we're immune and we are not. We are not. We don't even see these we don't even negative see influences. And then they can like kind of wreak havoc on our on our confidence and who we are. We got to like, and it's really brave to look around and kind of shed those friends at people that aren't Definitely. serving you anymore. It the is. weeding process. It is. Cutting people out of your life sucks. It and does. you know, the classic example of this is Oprah. And this is an old ass example, but do you remember when she lost all that weight in like the nineties? Yeah, the she, first time she dragged all the fat on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, in like the eighties, maybe. It maybe when was she it? She dragged like fifty pounds of fat Ugh. on stage. It was like yeah, super vomit-inducing yeah. yes. grossness. Well, she gained a bunch of it back, and I remember one Up of the to fast. 
Uh, what is it? I don't remember the name. Of it. Optifast, Optifast. Optitrim or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. There yeah, was something I like that. Know. Dexatrim. Um, yeah, like that, that was some '80s stuff. That was that the diet pills. But she right. gained a bunch of it back. And one of the reasons that I think she had cited was her friends had all kind of given her endless amounts of shit. And I'm sure they don't. They weren't like, oh crap, we want you to be fat again. But it was like, oh, we're going out to lunch, and she's like, screw it, we're all getting a big ass Chicago style deep dish pizza. I'm not not going to be the person who gets a salad. And then they were like, hey, come to our party, and it's like, great, we have mayonnaise buckets right. for you know <laughs> or something. Right. So you have to <laughs> you have to eat this too. And that she gained it all back. And it's like, well, how did that happen? I was on a diet. I was doing so well. It's network effects. It's she influence. Support of her peers and stuff. That yeah. Makes, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and it happens with dating. It it does happen with yeah. dating. Fine. Well, also, I think that people are so conf- like, you know, how do you find, how do I find my person? Or how do I, it's like when we say the advice, like go out and do things that you love doing, hang out with people that you actually enjoy, you know, even if it is a networking or a business thing or a hobby, at least, you know, you're starting somewhere with something that you're actually enjoying rather than just going to a sports bar to pick up guys yes. if that's what you're into or going, I'm going to hang out at the mall. Like all those silly <laughs> things you don't want to meet. You want to be doing the things that you actually Agree. Into. Oh, that's yeah. such good advice. I, I wish I had known that, right? So when people ask me for this, how do I, if they move to a new town and they're like, how yeah. do I build a social circle? One of the main things I always say is make a list of maybe like five things you've always wanted to learn. And I don't care what it is. Like, oh, I want to learn how to dance salsa and cook Italian food and go skydiving. And then maybe I'll take like golf lessons. Write those things down. Find classes in your area or clubs in your area that do that and do those. And it's not just like join a club. Like that's lame advice because a lot of the, but if you take classes, the worst thing that happens at the end of the class, even if you don't meet any people yeah. of the same sex or the opposite sex is you just learned a skill. So you start to make yourself better as a person. And so you're not wasting the time. Exactly. So you take an interior design class and you're like, oh, I didn't really meet anybody here that I like. Okay. But now you have this new skill. Yeah, you can decorate your home right. or whatever. No, you're absolutely right. So I think it's important to say, yeah, it's true. I think about that a lot. And I have been reevaluating a lot of people as they come into my life and thinking about, you know, yeah, you get to a certain level, you move through things. Okay. But let's talk about confidence. Okay. Okay. So like a lot of the people that you speak to on your show are just in life. Like, how do you explain? Cause I know you talk about in, we, we do. We always talk about being confident or going in the room or holding yourself high or body language. Like all those things kind of factor into confidence. So like when we're dating even, how do you, how do we, when people are like, because I, like, I always say it's an inside job. You got to work on yourself. But mm. how do you actually explain that? Sure. So. What's your best tips for that? One of the, one of the things that I do is I teach people, what, I call this the doorway drill. And essentially, well, a lot of people think that their first impression is made when they open their mouth. And I'm sure you get this all the time. Like, oh, how do I start a conversation? What do I say? What do I do? And the truth is, none of that matters at all. Because, and you know this as a woman, your first impression, especially as a guy, is made when you're a blip on their radar. So guys are like, oh, I need to like sit over here, have like four drinks, and then figure out some clever thing to say. Meanwhile, you're sitting there with your friends and you're like, these guys are total weirdos. They're sitting over there getting super hammered. Yeah, staring at us. They're staring at us. Inevitably, one's going to like send like the brave guy over here and he's going to be like, hey, girls, what's up? And you're going to be like, ugh. Right, exactly. And then by the, so he goes up Feel and- that. Right? Yeah. So he goes up and does that and is like, oh man, I guess my cool, clever line didn't work because they were not responsive to that. Because the first impression was made 25 minutes ago when they walked in and ordered like six rum and cokes and a Jaeger bomb Ugh, for themselves. So Michigan. Right, it is. It so is. <laughs> yeah. So the doorway drill is 
knowing that your first impression is made when you're a blip on when you become a blip on somebody else's radar when they first notice you it's all nonverbal communication and if you don't believe that your first impression is made nonverbally then go walk down the street go to the mall and just listen to the voice in your head that like judgy thing that keeps you safe where you're like tall attractive skinny tattoos fat like your brain does that even if you're quote-unquote not judgmental your brain is doing that because that's what your brain does all the time it evaluates things really quickly so now that you've proven to yourself that the first impression is made non-verbally that means that when you walk in the door that's your first impression that you're making on pretty much everybody that sees you so what i do and what i tell people to do if they come to me for stuff like this is Every time you walk through a doorway, like straighten up your body language, chin up, chest up, smile on your face, shoulders back. You don't have to exaggerate it, you know, like you'll look weird. Right. But just do that every time you walk through a doorway. And of course, now the problem is you're going to walk through a doorway right after hearing this and be like, oh, I forgot to do that thing. So take these post-it notes, you know, the little ones that are useless. They yes. only put like two letters fit on them. Right. Take those, stick them up at eye. They're in your garage next to the The purple dildos. So stick those up at eye level in doors that you go through, like in your office, the restroom, your bedroom, your house, whatever. Stick it up at eye level. You don't have to write anything on it. Because then when you walk through the doorway, you'd be like, why is there a green post it note at eye level on the side of the door? Oh, right. I'm supposed to straighten up and reset my body language. And so you create this habit every time you walk through the door after you see these post-it notes. And so that upright, open, positive, confident body language becomes your default posture and your default nonverbal communication. And so what this does is then, yeah, I know everyone's sitting up straight. Everyone's sitting up straight. What this does is then next time you walk into a room, you don't have to be like, oh, I better straighten up and stand up straight and da da da. Because if you try to control your nonverbal first impression without making it a habit, now we're having a conversation and I'm like, oh, wait, was I slouching? Oh, wait, sit up straight. And then I'm like, crap, right, I haven't been listening to, yeah, I haven't been listening to what she said. Oh, shoot, I haven't been listening. Shoot, oh, wait, sit up straight again. You you can't manually control it in the moment. It just, it doesn't work. So you have to relegate it to the level of habit. And I then love it. what happens is people see you as upright, open, positive, confident in the nonverbal sense. They start to treat you differently because you look more confident, you look more positive and approachable. And then when they treat you different, one of the main ways we know how to behave among other people as social animals is the way that we're treated. And there are these improv games that are like status based where you hold, you ever done the one where you hold a number up to your head? Yeah, I've done improv, yeah. Yeah, so that people treat you a certain way and you start to act as if because it's just the way that we're programmed as animals. So if you create that upright, open, positive, confident body language when you walk into rooms, people treat you that way, your status goes up Therefore, your confidence goes up. Therefore, your status goes up again. And then you don't have to worry about like, hey, ladies, what's going on? I've had seven Jaeger bombs. You can just be like, hey, I've never been here before. What is this? Exactly. Like, do you guys... It's just like reinforcing it. Right. It becomes who you are, right. which I love. So when you were saying the thing about listening, like if you're constantly focusing on your body language and what someone think of you, you're not going to be a great listener. And I think one of your great skills is that you and you're a great interview and a great listener. So how do you, is that something that you've had to cultivate over time? Oh my God, yeah. That's important for everything. I mean, I always tell people on dates too, like, freaking listen. We all want to be listened to. So how do you, but how do you learn? Yeah, you know, one of the, there's a quote from some old, this is probably one of those apocryphal things that never happened, but it was like some prime minister of Britain a million years ago, this woman had said, when I went out with him, I thought that he was the most interesting person in all of Britain. And then when I went out with this other person I thought I was the most interesting person in all of Britain and so what she meant by that was 
it's great if you're really interesting. It's great if you're really charismatic. It's great if you're really cool and have a high social value, high social status. It's really, it's even better if that person feels good around you because they feel like, wow, this person's really interested in me. And I think it's a Dale Carnegie thing in order yeah. to be interesting, be interested in other yeah, people. Absolutely. No, I think that, I think that's true. That is such a great, ask question. People love talking about themselves. Yeah. So just right? let them do it. And exactly. that's like the Jordan Harbinger show. Half of it is lead them into this area where that's really interesting and then just like get the hell out of the way and like shut the hell up and let them talk. And most interviewers will not do that, including me five years ago. And the the reason I got over that was because my show's fans are really loyal and really nice. And they're the kind of people that go, Jordan, love the show. You totally need to shut the hell up when people are telling really interesting stories. And if you get enough of those, and you put your ego aside and you realize your fans are telling you this because they want you to be better, then you kind of start doing it. And then you go, you get feedback that's positively reinforcing. Like, what I like about your show is you pick these really interesting people, you ask these really good questions, and then you don't freaking interrupt them every five minutes. And a lot of interviewers, all they do is interrupt and interject and then make like a dumb joke and then step on the story. Yeah. So I had to learn it the hard way. Yeah, I've had to learn that too. In fact, I'm still learning that. I feel like we got yeah, an email too. recently. Someone's like, She's interrupting the guests. I'm like, do do I still do that? I thought I gave that up years ago. Meanwhile, Jamie's like, do. Jamie's like every uh-huh. day. But you're right. That is a, that is a total a total skill that is uh, something that we're all working on. And in life, it's important if you feel like you've talked more than you listen. Something to learn. Yeah, it, that's a. Pro- I'm an only child, so no surprise. Now it all makes sense, right? Mm. So. I had to do a lot of talking because nobody, my mom likes to read and my dad likes watching sports on TV. So I'm, as an only child, I'm like, is this thing on? Like, is my life on? Am I important to anyone right now? Like, Aww. that's the majority of my Jordan. life. Yeah. So right. I, I Look think. Look at me. Talk to me. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think part of the reason I like having a microphone in front of me is because I'm like, people have to listen now. Right. Like, I, right, exactly. finally. So I get attention that I've craved so long. Um, but I, I don't really care about that in other formats. But I really do think that. It's so important. It, it was so important to me as a kid to like always be talking to get attention that it, it was a really tough lesson for me to learn to like shut up and let other people have some spotlight. It's a very good skill. In your work and talking to all these high achievers or successful people, there is a lot lately about, and I feel this happens with sex and relationships. I do believe that we are a highly anxious and stressed out society. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's we're more so now because of technology, because of phones and all the distractions than we were 15 years ago. I personally think I've been anxious since I can remember. However, that's, that's there are ways out. to, right, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but I'm saying, but it seems like more and more, there is a lot more like, how do we be happy? How do we be stress-free? How do we be successful? So, right. so what do you think? I know in a lot of your, on your podcast, you interview a lot of people and just that seems to be a big thing. Like what, how do you be successful and happy and less anxious? And also with sex and relationships, mostly the, a lot of the challenges people have around sex is that they're too friggin' stressed out to even yeah. get into their bodies. And I've heard I've heard people can't even have orgasms if they're really stressed oh, out. Or the, women, the, I guess. I'd have Guys, a job because then I have to tell you all: no, men have performance anxiety. Oh yeah. Most yeah. of the penis challenges that we hear about and orgasm challenges for women have to do with things going on in their head. The blood is rushing to their head, away from their genitals, because they're thinking something: Am I going to come? Is my penis too big? All the things. I'm gonna no, no guy's ever thought is my penis too big. Too by small. the way, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that oh, in there, but Jesus. that's that's a that's that one that's for you. That was no, an imagination is my penis one. Too small? Does she think it's not big enough? That's what I meant to say. But no. 
I got to tell you, in all these years, we get more emails from guys whose penises are too big and it's a problem, for real a problem, that not even the greatest lube in the world will fix. Really? But you know what I'm saying? Like how, yeah. What not even the, the greatest what in the world will fix? Lubricant oh, oh, in the world. Lube. Yeah, it's painful. I bet every guy right now is like, I want that problem. I know, exactly. Yeah. You know, trade problems, but they're all problems. But what about stress and anxiety and dealing with that in a way that, you, what are your top tips for that, that you've seen or maybe that you've learned talking to people? You know, what I've, I deal with a lot of doctors and like health biohacky yeah. type people as well. One of the things I've found is that all this stuff, like you need to work out, all that stuff, that is so valid. But most people will eat tons of crap and most people don't get enough vitamin D and sun and even in California people are inside a lot and we look at a lot of blue lights and all that stuff triggers anxiety like crazy blue light is stuff from screens yeah and so that, that were like the glasses super dis- I have those do you have those blue blockers no I bought a pair they're probably in the garage but di- I didn't use them next to the them? orange dildos yeah every night when you're every night before you're when you're just home working? yeah yeah and I will tell you tell if you wear them from like 7 p.m. 9 30 you're like I'm so tired I'm going to sleep because really? it shuts you down even if you are still working then yeah okay. yeah that's good to know so it's that's the best thing and then what about like being in relationships what have you how's your how's your relationship oh my relationship's pretty good you guys have been together a while now been together for six years married kind of working together Totally working together all the time. How do you do that? You know, everybody said, don't work with your girlfriend, now wife. They're like, it's going to be a mess. I think that some people can and some people can't. And I think people think that they want to work together with their girlfriend or their wife because they kind of have to or because it'll be cheaper or because they want to spend every waking moment together because they're still in the honeymoon phase. But if the other person is not willing to sort of bend and do it, then you're in trouble for sure. And a lot of these people who create these awesome businesses together, one person is secretly miserable. You think? Yeah, I think so. so not always. You're not so not so who's secretly miserable in your relationship? Jen is not secretly miserable, but she's definitely like she's like this is your dream, this is not my dream. Well, see, that's really hard to get the buy-in from people if it's not really their dream. Well, Especially yeah, agree. I mean, she's doing it cuz she's great, she's super supportive and it's better than being like an accountant. But she's not like, this is my dream. I want to hold the camera while you interview someone. Right. You know, that's not her thing. That's true. I got it. Okay. But, but I think that if I had, if, if she had a dream, it would be like, she would be like a farmer. She would have like a llama farm. Really? That could yeah. still happen. You never know. It will happen. What is the dream for this year for your, um, for your show, for your life? Like, what's the next thing? Like, you've already top 100 podcasts. Yeah. And all these people have Mic been on drop. the show. What? Yeah, Mic drop. drop. Yeah. No, no, I was so proud. And I, really, I appreciate like, in a way, that. Like, my heart, I was like, ah, Jordan. Yeah. Doing it. It's amazing. I, for me, I want to do more video. We're talking yeah. about that with you too. We're going to do some I'm video. I'm going to do more video. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. YouTube, all the things. YouTube, all the things. Maybe do some live stuff. I like that. I also will be doing some live events because we're teaching some like police, military, intelligence stuff, like verbal, nonverbal communication. I want to open that up to civilians. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. And I I realized the last couple of years, I love interviewing. I love doing the show. I'm just going to lean into that. Take you it to the video. I love, love it. I love it. Your yeah. favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. Oh, good, Jordan. Yeah. Well, you seem really well, and I'm so proud of you and all of your success. Thank you. So everyone can check it out. They can check out where you're going to be visiting their cities. You can have to check out their podcast. His podcast. Yeah, the Jordan Harbinger show. Yeah, or Harbinger show. Whatever, <laughs> whatever makes it easier for you to spell. It's that. And this is also going to be in the, in the show notes and everywhere on the site. Okay, I've got my five quickie questions for you. Let's do so it. We ask everyone. Ready? What's your biggest turn on? Oh, um, somebody who is oh God. Damn it. I'm not really quick right now. Intelligence, but there's got to be other stuff, right? It can't be like an ugly person with who's just really smart. It could, 
It and could but be. but like mean to waiters. No. Okay, got it. Biggest yeah. turn off. Mean to waiters. <laughs> True, right? It's one of my biggest things. Yeah, uh, and not just servers. Just mean to just like flight attendants. Like if they're mean, that that is a sign not to cut off the quickies. But like literally, if somebody is mean on your first date. My mom always says the issues you have in the third date you have forever. People show you who they are, believe them. For, for course, sure. And you know. You're triggered in your stomach and you feel it. Like, don't go on the other date. This is one of those things. I know it's quickie. I'll be done it's in fine. a second. No, we're good. Those, there's these things that people do that they think are like, they're, they're like, oh, this is just something that I do. And it's like, as an adult, it's not cool anymore. And one of those things is, oh, I'm just an asshole. It's like who I am, bro. No, you're immature. You want attention. It's not cool anymore. It was cool in middle school. You were like a rebel guy or like the woman whose profile is like, I'm a bitch. Deal with it. It's like, no, uh-huh. you're immature and you're a bad person. Right. I'm not dealing with that. Exactly. You deal with that. So the, true. You grew up and you, you've grown up yeah, so much, Jordan. I have, you. Thank God. You've really matured a lot. Thank you. I mean, I hope I, I have so. too. But I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you have. Man. Yeah, you were yeah. already mature back I, then. No, I don't Maybe. know. But you really, like, I really, I mean, I'm just so impressed because I mean, I guess we met like 12 years ago. You were doing other kind oh, of at show, least. different topics. And, yeah. And I just, I just, I'm really just, just into a man of integrity. Thank you. And um, talent. Thank you. Okay, so uh, something random that turned you on. Oh, something random that turns me on. Let, ugh, I was, I feel like I just had this the other day. Ooh. Um, it was... You know what? My my wife is really capable. I think capable is a turn on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's Change your tire to your y- website. She's one of those people who's like, you know, um, I actually just negotiated this and then I got this other free thing and then I set this thing up and then now I'm going to go build something. And Maybe I'm like, I that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll if we ever if we ever run into problems, she's, she's going to go Perfect. work somewhere else. Uh, Perfect date night. Oh God, this is so sad. Sitting on my butt with my cat and my wife and like watching something and talking about it or listening to a really good podcast and talking about it. What's, a, what's your other favorite podcast besides good, mine? Good, yours? Besides yours? Um, yeah, you know, my wife finds these true crime ones that I normally don't like. They're great. You, they Jamie you likes those? Yeah. yeah, we all do. I think they, yeah, they totally suck you in when I have time for them. I have you them. heard Dirty John? Yes. Yeah. Now it's a TV show. That's creepy right? though, this guy. No. Yeah, yeah. She loves Dirty John? We all love Dirty yeah. John. Okay, what's your number one, you can pick this, sex dating relationship tip? Sex dating relationship one, tip? One. Just be honest about the thing that you think is going to hurt the other person's feelings because one, it's going to come out later. They're going to be super pissed. You're already going to have this investment uh, in them. Two, if you mention it early on and you're kind enough about it, they're probably going to respect it. Like okay. if someone's late and then they're late again and you're like, hey, you know, if you're going to be always late, it's it's going to drive me crazy. Is that a thing that we can work on? And they're yeah. like, you know what? I hate that about myself. Problem kind of starting to become solved. If you wait until you're six months in and you're like, you know what? You're always late. F you, you're a terrible person. You don't care about anyone else but yourself. Then they're like, whoa, where did that come from? And then they're defensive about it. And now you can't solve the problem because if they're on time, they're like, I'm not doing it for you, okay? Because now you've got to fight. I've had to learn these kinds of things because I am a a people pleaser. I don't feel not to like me. And Uh I learn all the stuff you say on the show. You eventually start to take your own advice. Yeah. Yeah. People appreciate it. You know, hey, day by day. Thank you so much, Jordan, for being on the show. And um, everyone check out his podcast. And thanks for being here. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for listening. And to my amazing team, Ken, Samantha, Julia, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Here's a listener email I recently received, and let me tell you, it's not the only one of its kind. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually started wearing pads every day just to be safe. 
between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Well, first, let me tell you that she's not alone. It's actually estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks, young, old, with, without kids. But let me tell you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There are solutions though, and it's not just pads. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee situation, it can increase the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which should also help make you want to get intimate again. Similar to the intensity that I've spoken about for years, the Apex delivers the same results without the rabbit vibrator functions, making it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. To start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily.